0: It's going to be a very, very intense journey. What's up,
1: everyone? And welcome to episode 123 of Frame Skip. I am Austin Eller. Just heard a great thing off air. Not sure if we want to repeat it. I'm joined by George
0: the Bottle old. Pisser Loftus. Yeah, what's yeah, up, We're fucking here. We did it. Happy Wednesday, everybody. <laughs> How are you, George? Uh, embarrassed. I have an arrow garden in my office. I got a nice little uh, cherry tomato plant. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. the there's that thought I was uh, pissing.
2: Well, because well, you, were, you were like leaning awkwardly over to the side, <laughs> and I kept
0: hearing it. And I'm like, he can go to the bathroom. No, <laughs> we're star- no. I know we're starting, but. No, I'm just uncomfortable. I've had a pretty bad week. I self diagnosed myself with plantar fasciitis. Fascia t- t That thing with your foot where your foot feels like you're stepping on a goddamn Lego every second of the day. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you guys actually That's know what I'm talking, talking about? Yes. No. Okay. Not at all.
2: Famous MMA champion Dominic Cruz had it.
0: It's a super common thing. Uh it's it's like the Achilles tendon is just like really tough. And so you need to like stretch foot out. Just give it extra time. You should be able to cure it on your own. It's just my favorite thing to do. Like I go for so many walks in a day. Try to walk like between eight and ten miles a day, and um, it it just really hurts to do that. Now sucks.
1: Speaking of people who do not have bottles in their room, well, maybe he has a few. He's just not using them for um, you know bathroom purposes. Seth Slake House, how's it going,
2: dude? I'm. It's going real good. I woke up two hours ago. Um, I got. I'm sitting here chilling. I got my Coke Zero with me. All right, uh, the best Coke. Let me tell you,
1: last last episode, I remember that.
2: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I I just got to reaffirm every single episode that the best Coke is Coke Zero. And um, let me tell you what, if there is ever any side effects from drinking Coke Zero, I'm definitely screwed because I drink every day. I'm on that Coke Zero grind every day.
1: (laughs) So like, do I forget if we talked about this last week? If you can't get a Coke Zero, what's your next choice?
2: I don't even know it's anymore. No, no other probably probably like it's... water. No,
0: you see so you gotta you gotta have a next man up mentality. We we, we I mean, asked about this. You asked if you go to a restaurant and they like Pepsi instead of coke. You asked about that. Yeah, like
2: like I'll reluctantly drink something else, but I'm, i I don't really have like a number two. You know, I don't I don't really like the full sugar sodas anymore. I'm not really into that. Mm-hmm. Um and the, the diet coke and diet pepsi is just disgusting it's 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 the most horrific thing that mankind has ever created or done and um i I might just say that water is my follow-up to coke zero
1: interesting interesting okay so it's basically coke zero or go home or nothing yeah Yeah.
2: well and i'm also i'm not like one of these animals that only drinks soda like i drink quite a bit of water as well so I, i try to keep it balanced but I, I I will say, I do consume probably four to five cans of Coke Zero a day.
0: It's a lot, man. <laughs> but I had three cans of ginger ale today, so like, who am I to argue?
2: That's right, and you're also uh, in Maine, so be quiet up there.
0: What does that even mean? Yeah, just look. Just because we can go mean? outside and and breathe air, see blue eyes like to lash out. Of this is your first.
1: I couldn't All even right. hear. I just heard the jumble, Maine mess. Yeah. Well, guys, it's another week. Here we are. We're back this time coachless. Coach was with us last week. He is not with us this week. He's off doing better things. He's hitting the roads of Texas. But we're stuck here. We're stuck at our computers. We're stuck here talking about whatever random nonsense we talk about every week. And that includes, typically, nerd stuff. So we're going to be talking this week about soundtracks. The importance of music and all that good stuff and games and TV shows and movies. But I want to start off, actually, I want to just jump right into this with a, a fun little game here. Because I, I we haven't really done anything like this before. And I'm hoping this works out as I'm attending. We'll see if this, like, just totally fails live as we record this. But um, I'm actually going to test the guys on, I think I have seven songs here from video games. And I've got five second snippets of these songs and 15 second snippets of these songs. And I'm going to start with the five. I'm going to give you guys the, the chance to say whether you know what game the song is from. So I'm not asking you to say you know the exact song. It's just what is the song from. And if you get it first, I'll give you a point. And then we'll go from there. We'll have a winner at the end of the day. So, just raise your hand first, and the first one I see will be the one I'll choose. So, let's jump right into it. You guys ready?
0: I'm so ready. Okay. I'm decently ready. Yeah. I'm going to start with an easy
1: one. Because I feel like this is one you guys can get, both of you. What game is this song from? Seth. God, why did you wait so long? Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> That's correct. That's correct. There you go. One point for Seth. I think it just threw my shoulder out yeah. and sh- sh- turned it so far in the air. I was like, this has got to be one that somebody's got to get here. Somebody's got to get here.
0: I never played Final Fantasy VII.
2: I want you to know that I actually didn't know the answer at the time I raised my hand. I just knew I recognized the song and the answer was going to come to my head. I trusted and <laughs> in in, I
0: trusted in, in the force in the, in the process. Okay.
1: <laughs> Here we go. Here's our next one. Either of you know that one have any explanation? No, no. Okay. I've got the 15-second version. Let's try this out.
0: Halo. Say it, George. That's Halo, baby. That's Halo 2? What? Uh, Halo 1, but I'll, I'll take Halo it. 1. I'll take it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. I don't recognize that at all. Yeah. I reckon, yeah those those Moroccan beats. Yep. Pick, those out of, pick those out of a cityscape.
1: So I think what... I'm trying to remember what mission that, that song was from, and I should have looked this up before. I think it's the one where you're in the, the jungle and it's dark outside. You know what I'm talking about? You're going with a sniper yeah.
0: rifle. Um, okay, that's. Um, I could be wrong. Is that Halo 3? No, that's Halo, Halo one. 1. Yeah, so I'm not positive. That feels right. I forget what that mission's got. It's like Silent Arbor or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Um. That's yeah, good. Okay, so you guys
1: are tied up. Here we go again.
2: I think I got it. I think I got it. Okay. Dragon Age Inquisition. No.
0: God. I think I got it. Go ahead. Skyrim. There you go. Ah! There
1: you go. Ah! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Seth's got one. George's got two. Yeah, I I chose that one because, you know, I was listening through the Skyrim soundtrack and I was like, what's a song that's kind of vague but still feels very, like, Skyrim-like? Like, I think of that song... Just walking around the world, hearing that song in Skyrim. I don't know. Yeah, he's kinda I'm disgusted.
0: I'm he's disgusted. disgusted with myself right now. I mean, I played like 900 hours in that fucking game, set. so. Yeah, well, at sort least of it high. Couldn't have gone to a better dude. <laughs> just just look at it like that. Couldn't could have, have, gone have gone to had a had better a, George.
2: Could have gone someone south of Maine.
0: That's true. I, I guess, yeah. You're right, it could have, but it didn't, so. All right, that's, that's for you. So
1: yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I chose this next one kind of with Coach in mind. So we'll see how this goes. I don't know if you you guys have played this game. We're gonna find out <laughs> real quick. Rogue Squadron. Want me to play it again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I really do. Yeah.
0: can give you the extended the, what the, is costume quest yeah play the 15 second version man come on
1: i got it i got it breath of the wild no uh
0: rogue squadron no nope. you you know it's not rogue squadron
1: <laughs> it's not republic commando
0: either uh, is it
1: damn that's
0: my next one <laughs> episode one razor no uh is it bug fable no, no. Okay.
1: The only other game I know that Coach played was Costume Quest. Okay, so do you guys want to ask questions and I'll point you in the direction, or do you want me to just give you the answer? Just give us a time frame of when the game came out. Um, Mid-2000s. GameCube.
0: Tales of Symphonia?
1: Yeah, no. Suck. <laughs> Capcom. <laughs> um,
0: Resident Evil 4. resident evil 4 that's right oh Oh, my god really
1: save room theme of resident
2: evil 4 oh my god that's embarrassing i'm sure somebody was listening to that freaking out (laughs) these idiots can't take it anymore
0: no someone has to listen to our podcast (laughs) that's true all right self burn yeah so this one brought back a lot of childhood
1: memories for me this is where we get to the hard stuff so we've got three songs left here sound familiar at all any idea could not
0: escape escape. nope could not hear it at all also you're playing the game seth
1: sorry sorry i just lost george's camera george did you disappear i'm here can you hear me you are but i can't see you anymore there we go
0: okay uh can you play the fifth i will i will Is that Crash Bandicoot? No, but close. I know. Crash Bandicoot? Oh, fuck you. Crash Team Racing? Nope. Okay. Seth? Spider-The
1: Dragon. That's right. There you go. Yeah. That is Artisan's Home is the name of the track.
0: That sucks, man. I to all three of those yeah, games. Yeah, I know, but I had you in mind,
1: George, <laughs> but I chose that song, so I gotta be honest. I'm a little disappointed it's, right now.
0: Well, it's because I did what I told <laughs> Seth not to do. I wasn't playing the game. I was playing the player. <laughs>
1: Okay, this one seems a little one-sided now, knowing the audience we had here. I, I thought maybe Coach would have a chance at this one, but let's let's see. Let's see if uh, the person I'm thinking stands a chance at this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's right there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, go. Is it F Zero? No, you're in the right direction. Though. In the right direction. It is on a Nintendo system. I'll give you that. I dig deep. It's a little more recent.
0: A little uh, more recent. I don't. Oh, I don't oh, oh, go. I feel I feel bad not giving Seth a guess first, so he goes and then I'll go. Well, no, Seth is,
1: Seth is. Dead right now. Me... <laughs> I don't have anything. I don't have. a uh,
0: guess. Is it Fire Emblem Three Houses? No, but you are very
1: close. Oh, um, very very close. I'll tell you this: it's an RP. It is an RPG. It's an RPG.
2: <laughs> Tokyo Mirage Sessions.
1: Seth, you are gonna <laughs> die. Oh, is, that, oh, is it Xenoblade? Yes. Okay. <laughs> what? It is, is the Xenoblade for... Chronicles Two battle theme.
2: Why don't I recognize? I put a hundred hours
0: in this Elder Chronicles,
1: too. I don't know, I don't know why is, I can't recognize that. I feel that. really
0: sad for uh, you right now that you can not get that. Brain empty, damage. empty calories, baby, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> 0 <laughs> away my brain.
1: All right, here's my last one here, and then we'll get into our main topic. This, is, this one, we'll see this what happens. tiebreaker. You guys have both played a lot of this game. I know you both have, so let's see what happens here.
2: Sure. <laughs> yep. Positive. Okay.
1: I chose a very difficult song for the end, but I know you guys are gonna get it as soon as I play the 15th. We've second. played
2: a lot of this game. Did you right. look,
0: did, sorry, did you look at like our Switch profiles to so see how many hours we dumped together? No, I just did a podcast with yeah. you for the past three years.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, I feel like when I hit the 15 second, you guys are both gonna get this one, so I'm gonna hit it. Seth?
0: Near Autonoma. No. Damn it. No. It honestly, it sounded like fucking, what that movie with the Scarlett Johansson that made everyone really mad when she was in it? Oh, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, it sounded like Ghost in the Shell. Like I was waiting for like the orchestral monk chant to begin.
2: Okay. I don't know. I honestly don't know a single game that me and George have both played a lot of time. This is a very yeah. recent
1: game. Very recent game. Kurt Kirby? Is yeah. it a Kirby game? We all played a lot of this game. I'd say within the past year. A lot? Yeah. All of us. So, it was long awaited. This comes from the final area in the game. You guys are- Wow, I'm surprised by this. This song was like super recognizable to you once you hit the vocals. It's a Switch game. didn't okay. play is... my switch a whole lot I'm this gonna, last year. I'm not going to get this either, of you guys. You guys can't get it. No. <laughs> is it, is,
0: is I... it a good switch
1: game? Um some people have their opinions, and I've played a lot of it. There. Okay. This is going <laughs> to kill it right here. There are two versions of this game. <laughs> oh my god. Come on, guys. <laughs> Oh, 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 it's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. That's right. This is the Area Zero. Uh, I played five hours
0: of that game, Austin. <laughs> you did, I thought you <laughs> played a ton of this game. No, I played five hours of that
1: game. Oh my god. Okay. Well
2: Now that now that we've talked about it, now I can recognize it, mm-hmm. but wow, that was rough. It does sound exactly like a near song though.
0: Yeah. I was gonna Pokemon Snap because I put a lot of hours into that game recently. And it has like that weird Reverence, I feel like mm-hmm. it was a game, but no, I wouldn't have guessed Pokemon Violet Scarlet in a million years.
1: Also, Area Zero, best part of Scarlet, it is, it is phenomenal. Yeah. So I'm gonna be honest, I kind of stopped counting halfway through that, but I think you won, Seth. Correct. I think Isn't I no. mean
0: George tied. No, I got four. He got three. Okay. What? Yeah.
1: Somebody go back and watch because I four and three. We were two and two. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna recount. No, it was it was three to one. Seth got Final Fantasy Seven. George, yeah. George, you got Skyrim. Yes. Yeah. George, you got Resident Evil, correct? I also got
0: Halo, which you skipped, but yeah.
1: That's right. So you got oh, Halo. Oh, yeah, I forgot about you Halo. You got Spyro. Seth got Spyro, yeah. Or Oh, Seth got Spyro. Okay. Yeah. And then you got... Z- Did I already say you got Xenoblade? I got Xenoblade. And then Seth got Pokemon. Yeah. So yeah, it's four to three. Four to three. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, I'm best, so I'm better than Seth. I'm glad we finally solved it. George won round one of this. I'm going to do some more. Anytime I host, I'm going to try and do some kind of interactive, fun little games like this. So this is the first. How did, did George did. get Xenoblade? I don't understand. You know, I don't know. George have you, you know played funny? Xenoblade Chronicles too? I
0: want to see the replay. I want to see the replay yeah. of George getting Xenoblade. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played. I haven't played Xenoblade Chronicles too, but I did play probably like 40 hours. I want to say of the first Xenoblade game. Okay okay so uh the definitive edition the game's really good i just don't care about it at all (laughs) like you know what i mean does that that make sense but you nailed that battle all right the
1: game's
2: phenomenal just don't care
1: (laughs) so the reason i wanted to start off with that though is i wanted to kind of talk tonight on uh, kind of our favorite game soundtracks but also just like soundtracks that have added to our game enjoyment or media enjoyment in general not just games so i um honestly what kind of prompted this idea for me was we just went and saw over the weekend the new spider-verse movie across the spider-verse which i thought was excellent um i'd probably put it on par with the first movie i don't know if i would put it above but i'd say it was pretty much just as good and you know that first movie was so soundtrack driven that was such a major part of that film was just the the awesome score that it had and i'd say the same goes for 2 i don't think 2 had quite as good of a score but you know that that first movie was so music driven that um you know this that really put my mind on on music and so I wanted to give us all kind of a chance to talk here for a few minutes. Like I said, kind of about our favorite um soundtracks and then favorite I guess moments that soundtracks have added to our enjoyment experience of different medias. So, George, anything you want to start with? Any any particular soundtrack you want to talk about or moment in a in a media that was um yeah, by the yeah, for
0: for sure. I think it's such an important part of my youth in particular. Like, honestly, the older I've gotten, the less I've, like, kind of cared about scores, just because it's so much easier to access good scores without the thing they're accompanying. Like, I don't play a lot of Final Fantasy games, or, like, even a lot of Zelda games, to be honest, but, like, I listen to that music. Like, it's just so easy to find like a, a great, you know, 10-hour playlist on on YouTube or Spotify or something. So it's been easier for me the older I've gotten to, like, distinguish the two and, and separate them. But I couldn't do that when I was a kid because, like, you know, just the internet wasn't there yet. So, like, the music, especially from, like, the late PlayStation 1 era through, I'd say, like, the middle of the PlayStation 2 era, and, like, I'm including, like, Dreamcast and, like, early, you know, GameCube and, and all that shit. Um, the break core. I've, I've since recently learned that that is, like, the genre of music. But, like, the, the stuff that would appear during, like, a snowboarding game or, like, uh, like an early Gran Turismo oh, or yeah um and it's like i can't even like name the songs but i can like tell you exactly how it made me feel it made me feel like i was holding the fucking future in my hands with like all this like digital snare drums all this st- like it was just so fast paced it was so unique and so different because everything on the radio was still kind of like in that post grunge era and this is like when pop music really started to, i felt like to take center stage in my life because like 98 was like that was Astro Lounge by Smash Mouth right that was like Britney Spears debut that was yeah I think Backstreet Boys second album like it was just like so pop was like really on the rise and TRL was becoming increasingly important in my life and just like watching MTV in general and that was like during the summer I remember like watching like the VH1 top 10 music video countdown every single morning I was so fucking hyped and so into it just like oh wait google Goo dolls they were number three yesterday where are they gonna be today but then still like being like oh this music sucks i want to hear something that was a little heavier but then like you'd go to <laughs> video games and it was so singularly electronic in a way that just wasn't anywhere else on like american airwaves anyway like i know prodigy was there and shit like that but it was way harder to find back then and so god damn man yeah um like ridge racer r-type That soundtrack is flawless. I I just listened to the soundtrack. Yeah. So fucking good.
1: That's such a good comment, too, because, like, I never never really think, to be honest with you, about, like, those original Gran Turismo soundtracks or just Gran Turismo soundtracks in general. Mm -hmm. They all, though, have such phenomenal music and just super underrated. And they really do, like, you know, I think back to... I don't know how to describe it, but that the the green flag countdown on Gran Turismo and hearing that like boo and, you know, hearing those wonderful songs at play.
0: It just that really brings back so many. Memories. Well, under underrated part about the transition from cartridges to disc, right, it was just like all of a sudden, like that audio fidelity yep. got so much better. Yep. And like you could actually start having like legitimate soundtracks as opposed to just like, you know, eight bit midi tunes and like i'm not knocking like that should have some of my favorite to listen to but like it was just like oh my god like this technology is advancing and you could feel it advancing every time you picked up a new game because someone just like picked up the baton and just took it further with each new release on those early games yeah
1: seth do you have anything you want to chime in on
2: yeah, so I actually didn't think when you originally uh, brought this idea up, I was going to have much to say. But the more I sat here and typed up a list and looked up the games that I've played, the more I realized that I actually do have a lot of notable video game soundtracks that stick with me. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and the first one I wanted to talk about most notably was Persona 5. Yeah, because almost every single vocal track from that game I listen to on a frequent basis or a cover of that Um, persona five, I think, stands alone as the greatest video game soundtrack of all time. And I don't think it's actually even close anyway, Um, especially like I don't I don't remember the name of the song, but the song that plays when you um, fight the boss or are going to fight the boss in the final dungeon because you know i'm talking about like you go through uh, a dungeon in the desert yeah rivers in the desert it's phenomenal phenomenal song yes that that i i still listen to all the time
1: Mm -hmm. yeah no i'd agree with you there um it's hard for me to say what my favorite soundtrack of all time is when it comes to games but i mean persona 5 definitely is like top top tier i think the thing that's so good about that, and George, you know, I'd say the same goes for like that, you know, 90s era, you know, like you said, snowboard racing type music, is with Persona 5, it feels like it could be music that, like, could be totally unassociated with a game. I mean, it's just good, good, good music. And yeah, yeah. That's the most impressive part about all that to me. You know, one day I would love, I don't know if you know this Seth. Every year, Atlas does a Persona concert in Tokyo. I didn't know that. It's spread over two days, and they have songs they play live from all five games, and they actually Mm -hmm. have the actual singers. So, like, Lynn, who is the main vocal singer in Persona 5, like, she will be there singing Mm -hmm. the song. So that's, like, a bucket list Uh, thing for me. It's like, I I would just love to go
0: to one of those concerts. I have a a friend who stays up until, like, five in the morning every year to watch it yeah. yeah
2: yeah um and then I had I had some other other games I wanted to talk about uh the next one down I think you have to mention when it comes to like historical um soundtracks that's street Fighter
1: yeah
2: um you know yeah the the popular YouTube trend guile theme goes with everything <laughs> yeah. um and and yeah guile theme, Ken's theme, uh reuse theme. Mm-hmm. Those are those are like three top tier themes. Uh, and then the next thing I had written down was Final Fantasy 14, specifically the Shadowbringers yes. soundtrack. Um, Final Fantasy 14 always had phenomenal music, spe- specifically their boss themes. But the Final Fantasy 14 Shadowbringers boss theme um, at the end of the dungeons is. One of, in my opinion, the greatest soundtracks of all time, it sounds like it could just be like like the main soundtrack for, for the actual game. Phenomenal. <clears throat>
0: Wait, can I can I call a timeout for a second? Yes. You going? I was want to talk about like how video games is like or was and is my gateway into like classical music. Like I don't give a fuck oh, yeah, about dude. classical music. I I really don't. Right. Like I can't tell you a Chopin from like a Brahms. Like I I I just don't know old composers. But like to hear the shit they do for games, absolutely incredible, man. Like it it makes me give a shit. I'm like, yeah, we need more clarinetists and more flautists. Like don't cancel the art programs at these schools. Like, we need people to keep making these fucking epic soundtracks because, like, I love a good guitar riff. But, man, nothing sounds cooler than, like, a room full of fucking guitar, like, violin strings, right? Just, like, all of a sudden just, like, telling me exactly how I'm supposed to feel. Like, it it just punches your heart, like, right in the chest. It's so fucking good. Dude, that's so true, too. And especially when you get
1: to see some of those performances live, one of my favorite things, and I, I wish they would bring it back, was the uh, Zelda Symphony of the Goddesses that they did, like in the early 2010s. I went to that twice, and just incredible. I mean, it was just an orchestra playing Zelda music, which you know, such an underrated like event to attend in general. I wish they would do more of that stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, the next one I wanted to talk about was Chrono Cross. Uh, I think Chrono Cross is widely regarded as having like one of the first really incredible soundtracks of all time. and for the for the longest time, it would be on like every list of like the best game soundtracks of all time. But I think Definitely. in recent years, just due to like the popularity of of video games and how much this medium's blown up, it's probably gotten knocked down that list pretty far. But it's still got like really incredible tracks like Star uh, Starcross lover. I think it, it is that, that that has like a really emotional theme. Um, definitely the, the first game I ever played that really had a soundtrack that, that got to me. Yeah. Um, just real quick here, I have Nier Tomina written down. Um, And Nier Tomina has a soundtrack that, although it isn't really my type of music, it has very emotional themes that I think really help tell the story that and, and really help give you the emotions because it's a very emotional game that the, 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 they're trying to get across. So um I mean if people haven't played NieR Automata, like, you really should. It's it's what I would consider like as close to real works of art yeah. that we can get in video games. It's a very artistic game. It's um, a game I still and, need to play. And the, the guy who makes it Yoko Taro is hilarious. Did you guys just on a quick aside, did you guys see like his tweet about like someone asking how he feels about um people making like pornographic um like depictions of 2B? and no. he just replied like he he just replied like i think it's awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i mean he's such a funny guy uh, and he wears that stupid like like moonhead moon thing, head thing. Yeah. yeah every time he goes public yeah. um devil may cry uh the franchise specifically 3 and 5 uh devil may cry 5 has another it's another soundtrack that i listen to um probably almost on a daily basis um it's uh devil devil uh Uh, I forget forget the name of the song. I had to look at my phone, but um, that's got a really phenomenal uh, soundtrack for all three characters. And then Three also has um, a really cool soundtrack. They're all they're both like heavy metal soundtracks. Um, I really, 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 I'm really into um, like video game soundtracks that have vocals in them that, that aren't just background music. Yeah. And that brings me to my final uh, song that I want to talk about specifically, which is the control maze theme, um which is just insane, so, so good. Have you ever played Control, George?
0: No, I, I got like two or three hours into it, but I was playing on a launch PlayStation four. and it was just so annoying to play it that way.
2: you should you should play control in your p s five. It control is one of like those hidden gem games. I think that did not get enough attention. And it is a really, really, truly phenomenal game.
1: Okay.
2: But, but I think, in my opinion, that Maze theme song might be the best theme song of all time in a video game.
1: So, um, yeah, I was I actually going to, for my list, Control was, like, top for me as well. They, um, that song specifically, that song is called Take Control, which is wonderful it's like seven and a half minutes long by the way mm-hmm. it's a very long song, and you know for a long time remedy, I guess since Alan Wake has worked with this band, I believe it's Poets of the Fall is the name of the band yeah, but that's not they they have like an in universe name right right their in or- in game universe name is the old gods of asgard, yes and um but Sam Lake, who is like the I don't know what his title is, if he's the president of Remedy or what his exact position is. Creative director. Yeah. yeah. But uh, he apparently was like good friends with the singer from Poets of the Fall. And eventually when Alan Wake came out, he decided to include their music in that game. And there's a... Ever since then, I think aside from in Quantum Break, they've really used their music in a lot of, of, of their titles. And so even in Alan Wake, though... There's a moment where you go to this like stadium and you're like finding the the like ghosts or whatever you want to call them. I forget what they called them in that game in this stadium and they play the, this Poets of the Fall music like blast it through the stadium speakers during this fight sequence and it's wonderful. But just in general their their music I I find really enjoyable and and take control in particular just really hits home when you're playing that that the the uh, astray maze sequence just Mm -hmm. so so good and that song and then there's another song that plays seth i don't know if i don't think this is mandatory i don't think everybody gets this this area but there's a there's a part in that game where you go into this little like recording studio and it turns out that like the song that's in there is a object of power is that
2: is it, that's in the DLC, isn't it? Where you're chasing it down the track?
1: No, but that's also a really good song. I forgot about that. There's a there's it's just like a little s- side room where you're walking around and you walk in and they're like, Yeah, this is this song is an object of power and it drives people crazy. It's also a song by Poets of the Fall, also excellent. I'm trying so. to,
2: no, I, I don't think I heard that. Um, yeah, controls one of those games like I, I want to play it against so bad. Um, and maybe I maybe I will before, yeah. Uh, Alan Wake 2 comes out, but I was, I was trying to find the name of that Devil May Cry 5 song, but um, apparently YouTube Music did an update where they can no longer show you all your likes, which is really, really annoying. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um,
1: Control has great music, though. I'd say all of Remedy's games do. Alan Wake also has a wonderful soundtrack because it's got the same creative minds behind it. I'm hoping, to sticks with that. And then I would say, you know, of course, like I mentioned earlier, Zelda just in general, I think that whole franchise has some really wonderful, almost sticking with what George said, like that classical style music. There's some really good stuff in um, Twilight Princess that is just outstanding. And then Tears of the Kingdom, actually, kind of a departure from Breath of the Wild on that front. It's got some really good, good music as well, because Breath of the Wild was kind of silent. All right, take it easy. (laughs) (laughs) um Uh, really really quick
0: yeah i I just before we like get too far away from i just also really want to shout out like the the sourcing of external songs on Mm -hmm. certain games like uh like where would we be without tony hawk where would we be without crazy taxi you know where would we be like i remember like as a 12 year old playing grand theft auto vice city and like Driving down at sunset to dance hall days by Wang Chung, just being like, this is the coolest fucking thing yeah. I've ever done. Yeah, I was 12. I didn't know that things could get better. But, uh like, just for music, like, discoverability, like, it just, oh man, like the, the curation, because there was such limited space, that, like, it really did feel like the greatest hits would make the cut for, for games back then before, yeah. you know, 140 gig files or whatever, <laughs> you know, back when they had to be a bit more judicious <laughs> with what songs made the cut.
1: Grand Theft Auto is so good about that, that, too. That Honestly, that's a really good mention. The soundtracks in those games, I mean, God, I'll never forget. I mean, this is more recent, but in 5, when the, um, what do you call them, the heist, when they came out, and we did, Seth, I think I forget, it was you and me, and it was, maybe it was Blake, I forget who else was playing with us, but we did that one mission where you had to fly the jet, and of course... Like, oh, of course, yeah. of course, they spent their their OST budget on that or their their um score budget on that on Kenny Loggins Danger Zone. The second you get in like an F-15 and take off as part of the heist, just yeah. wonderful, wonderful.
2: I, I remember getting so mad <laughs> during that mission because as soon as I'd get in the jet, it would explode. And I kept thinking it was Blake shooting a missile at me. <laughs> and I, I kept like screaming at him and like, getting so mad. Yeah. And then it turned out it was just a glitch in the game cuz GTA 5 was like a glitchy mess but yeah. um the, the song i was looking for that i couldn't think of cuz i have severe brain damage was called uh Devil Trigger. So okay. uh definitely also if you guys haven't played Devil May Cry 5, give it a shot. Best action game of all time. Nice. In my
1: opinion. I've never played any Devil May Cry games at all. Mm, you don't need to play all of them. Okay. Just just play 5. <laughs> <laughs> the, the other ones have not aged
2: well. I, I would say 3 has aged the best but like they do the old school Capcom thing where you can't control the camera. And when you walk into uh, a new room, the camera angle changes Yeah, and it's a static camera. So it's not, it hasn't aged well. And like the first and second ones have specifically aged really bad. Devil May Cry 3 is still probably an all time great action game though.
1: Okay. So I'd I'd say one more game here and then I've got a movie I want to mention. Ace Attorney, the first original trilogy they have some of the best kind of chiptune music that i've heard you know originally they launched on gba and they just have some really great songs and you know there's each game has a song that plays the second you've got like the suspect quote-unquote kind of nailed down like you've got that final piece of evidence you're about to lay down and like basically wrap up the case and each game has that specific song that just gets you hyped to like press a button and lay down this piece of evidence. It's so good. In the first game, it's called Cornered. Really, really uh, good music there. And then movie-wise, I just wanted to say, best movie soundtrack of all time, Tron Legacy. Ooh. Maybe. Maybe. We just watched (laughs) Tron Legacy
2: because of the Disney hype and... I, I would agree. Tron Legacy has a pretty phenomenal song. Overall, awesome. What did you think of that Tron ride?
1: Oh, I love that ride. I thought it was great. Yeah. I wish it was a little longer. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I, I thought it was wonderful. Honestly, I came out thinking it. It's still hard for me to decide whether I liked it or Guardians more. Hmm.
2: Yeah, the, the Tron ride specifically with that fast pass, like intro scene that we get where it like like uh, turns you into the computer program. Yeah. Really cool, really cool, George. Go to Disney World.
0: Okay. <laughs> um, really quick chat. Like you mentioned it during the um during the trivia game, but man, the fucking Halo soundtrack that was like a life changing mm-hmm. thing for me. Like that was nothing had ever sounded like that in any kind of capacity for video games, especially right. At least nothing mainstream that like I could access in bumblefuck nowhere Maine. you know at, at walmart and like i'm telling you man the, halo 2 when like uh at the end of the game when you're going through and there's like the civil war happening between the elites and the brutes and you like open up the the room and it's like <laughs> the hunters are fighting the elites or fighting the brutes and there's like a three-way battle and then like, all, it's like the uh the soundtrack or like the sorry the melody to um Blow me away by breaking Benjamin starts playing, and like I was really into that music. I was watching this channel called Fuse every single fucking day at that point in my life because it was like it's like MTV, but they still play music videos, and it was all just like <laughs> you know emo pop punk shit. And then I like recognized that song. It's just like this is the coolest thing ever. And I remember like it just it made me want to play the game better because I just had like such a cool soundtrack to right. eviscerate these aliens to But like just. Like, the piano trickle in 3, I think it's called, like, One Final Effort. Like, the dun, yep. da-dun! So good. Dun, dun. It's fucking amazing. Like, yeah. everything about those games, that's... Like, Marty O'Donnell, right, did the soundtrack that's for sad. that, and did the score for that, sorry. And did, um, like, Destiny before Destiny 2. I think he was let go from the company. And then Jeremy Soule over at Bethesda doing, like, the Skyrim games. Like, that, that stuff was also... I wanted so bad for skyrim to be like a podcast game for me when i first started playing it i'm like oh it's just a big dumb open world i can just like listen to podcasts beyond or game scoop and tech fetish and whatever else ign was doing at the time and just play this game but the music was so good i just didn't actually want to so for like the first hundred hours until i heard every bit of music i could possibly hear from that game like i just had to listen to it that game is this just sounds beautiful
2: you know what? We don't talk about enough how IGN had a podcast called Tech Fetish.
0: Yeah, that, that was my it. That was the first one I started listening to. At, and at, I IGN. just
2: what a what a weird name. They they also had a a love show
0: at one Knock, point, didn't they? Knocking knockin Boots, I baby. Knocking
2: Boots. That. Yeah, Greg yeah. was Greg was on Knocking Boots.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I remember I worked at like a newspaper at the time in college, one of my like, like the humor paper at my, at my school. And I remember being like, we should totally do this. We should start like a dating advice podcast. And I thank God every day that we did not do that. If there was like something recorded about like what my opinions were back then, I'm like, oh, dude, no, it's so cool. Just take her out to like, take her out to this restaurant. It's so great. It's two for one wing night. I'm like,
1: you know, oh just like, God. oh
0: man, she like like she fucking sucks, dump her. Like I'm just so glad there's no like a record of me like saying that. It's like what? She wants you to meet her parents? You guys have only been together six months. Like there's just like all this like embarrassing shit. I'm sure I would have said. I'm sure I would have said terrible things and just like called people bad names. And I'm just so glad that, that I just didn't do that. <laughs> like I just didn't open that door. Thanks, IGN, for making me think I could do that though. You made me believe. I love Tech Fetish, so, though, because I, I, I wanted some like new headphones, and they were reviewing headphones on one episode, and that was how I started to listen to that show, and then I got into the uh, IGN podcast you, universe that did way. Did you
1: listen to them on the new headphones after you got the new headphones?
0: Oh, no, no, I stuck oh, okay. with my, my Apple, okay. like the old like magnetic <laughs> AirPod shit. Um,
1: I, okay, so uh,
2: there's something that, that has been bugging me my whole life, and this, ty- this kind of ties into the music thing. Here's my, here's my, my theory. I think most expensive headphones and earbuds are a scam. And I've heard this from multiple people that like Beats by Dre are like no better than $20 headphones. And I wanted to get you guys take
1: on this. I think it depends on what you're comparing it to, frankly. And it also depends on the music you're listening to. I will be honest, I've never really bought super high-end like headphones or anything. I did, however, when it comes to earbuds, I did start off with when it comes to wireless earbuds, I did start off with the first like Samsung Galaxy Buds that they released whenever that was, like 4 or 5 years ago. And then mm-hmm. this year I bought the Samsung Galaxy Buds 2 Pro. And that That's a great w- name. That yeah. <laughs> XL 2023 edition remastered. It was, to me, a huge upgrade with these, but I think it was primarily because the original Galaxy Buds didn't really have a whole lot of bass to them, and these do. Mm-hmm. And so, to me, the, the bass improvement was, like, really the main thing, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, $500 headphone movement, to be honest with you. What about, I, like, the $180 headphone? You know? Yeah, I mean, that's about what I paid for my,
0: my new... <laughs> earbuds so dude i bought the airpods like because i'm I, th- I think i'm the only one on this podcast who has like an apple device right nerd who uses like iPhone. coach does. yeah coach has an iphone yeah he does okay um man airpods are so like they work so great but the microphone in them dies so fast and so like i bought a pair of airpods had them for about a year and then the microphone went and then uh, my girlfriend bought um, AirPod Pros or AirPod Extremes, whatever they're fucking called. And um, she bought them, like, kind of by accident. So we actually just did, like, a swap. Like, I bought her a new pair of, like, the basic ones. She's like, yeah, I don't want anything too intense. And uh, they're they fit so much more comfortably. They're great. They have, like, awesome sound quality. But the microphone on them lasted, like, three weeks. So, like, it's gotten to the point where, like, I need to go everywhere with two sets of headphones because I want, like, the AirPods to be, like, comfortable and convenient, but if I get, like, a phone call, like, I just can't talk on the phone with those AirPods. Like, it is, it is so goddamn annoying, and then I have to, like, hold on a second, answer the phone call, put it on speaker, and then as (laughs) soon as, like, they start talking after I've set it to speaker, it resets to my AirPods, which are still in my ears, and I have to take those out, put them back in their case, plug in the headphone. It's just, it's such an annoying process, man. Like, I don't understand how, like, People get by with, with AirPods. It's like yeah. the only thing they talk on. It, it makes no sense.
2: Yeah, I've never i never talked on uh, earbuds, but I definitely use them like every day. And um, I was actually pretty mad when the phones got rid of the auxiliary port, because what I used to do was have um, these things called plug phones, and they looked just like earplugs. And you'd put them in your ears. So at work, I would run it down the back of my shirt and into my in my pocket. And I would listen to uh, to my music at work. And you can no longer do that because, you know, they, they you could obviously tell that I'm, I'm wearing earbuds without, you know, a cord. Um, mm-hmm. But I exclusively only pay like forty dollars and under for my earbuds and headphones.
0: And how do, how do you go through?
2: Not I've had these for two years. I've had my yep. earbuds for uh, a year and a half, and the only reason I had to get new ones was because I lost the old ones that I've had for like three years. I I don't I don't break them. I, I use them almost every day, and um, I just feel like 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 headphones are way overpriced, and they're not worth paying hundreds of dollars for. And I Aaliyah's, don't.
0: Elias had a pair of like Bose. Um, noise-canceling headphones that, like, our Bluetooth sync up to, like, five different devices and, like, also have, like, a built-in microphone. She's had the same pair for five years. And she says, like, they run just as well now as, like, the day she got them. And those yeah. were, like, 200 bucks. I've been looking at, like, the AirPod Extremes, like a giant, like, over-the-ear Apple device. I'm like, I don't think I want to be that jackass who pays $500 for a set of headphones. Like, I just, I just don't think I can do it. Yeah. So,
2: are, George, are, I didn't, I didn't know this, about you are you like a like a serious Apple consumer? Like, will you buy pretty much everything Apple puts out? Yeah. Are you gonna buy no. the thirty five hundred dollar headset? Right.
0: No. Uh, when I say like when I say buy everything they put out, I do I do not buy everything they put out. I do have like an i if I'm getting a tablet, I'm gonna look at an iPad first. If I'm getting a phone, like I'm gonna look at iPhone first. I just grew up with Mac. And in Maine, they had this like pilot program to see how computers improve test scores. And so in sixth grade, we all got MacBooks. Wow. And so, like, that's just, like, a computer I've had. They were, like, you know, state-issued, like, by the school. I didn't have it, like, during the summer or anything. But during the school year, we were all given MacBooks. And that's, like, what we typed papers on. That was, like, what we did research on. That was what we did whatever on. And so I've just been using a Mac since I was 12 years old. So I just, like, really don't know. Like, I have a PC. I bought a gaming PC. And it is so foreign and weird to me. And Like, it just nothing about it, like, makes sense. I have to, like, Mm -hmm. Google everything I'm trying to do on it.
2: I can understand that. Um did you buy the one thousand dollar monitor stand they put out
0: <laughs> i did not no i did buy a mac mini and that is like no joke probably the best computer they've ever made like the mac? m2 mac mini yeah. that shit is it's so good
2: what do you think did you look at anything about their their 3500 headset
0: i think it looks really cool and it looks promising my favorite thing about it is that it's not vr it's ar and so like they understand that like people don't want to be entirely closed off so like i don't think it's like a gaming rig i think it's like a productivity thing and it's at that point like dude i'm not gonna pay $3,500 to work better like like that's just Mm -hmm. like not really what i'm interested in but like i i don't think they've made like a bad piece of tech in the last 15 years i think they've made very like niche 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 what do you what is the official podcast stance on that word they've made very. Naiji, okay. Oh, like just do it, Naiji. Okay. I think they've made like very specific, very particular tech. But like, even when they had like that donut-shaped Mac Pro, right? Like the the giant like cylinder one that was like open. Yeah. Like I don't think that was a bad computer. I just think it's like, oh, this is for people who like work at fucking like Universal or like NBC and like have to edit, you know, reality shows eighteen hours a day. Like, it's a really good computer for that. But like, I don't need that. You know.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, the technology seems cool with the headset, but um, yeah, I mean, no common consumer is going to spend that kind of money. But I mean, it is their first iteration. And I did see a good point online the other day that's like, uh, and, you know, take with this what you will. I don't know if I fully believe it, but their this person's thought process was like, well, Apple knows what they're doing. They're going to release this somewhat unreachable product. And then eventually, in five years, they'll get it down to a price point that people can afford. But because it launched as this unreachable thing initially, everybody's going to want it once it is reachable. So it's kind of interesting. It'll be interesting to see if it goes that way. But um, yeah, I don't know. I thought they kind of look like ski goggles to me, to be honest with you. I don't (laughs) like the fake eyes. The fake eyes creep me out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, not, not a big fan of that. Yeah. So... By the way, I, I wanted to jump back to the music thing for just a second because I failed to mention, and Andy actually wrote this in, in the chat, and I I should have brought this one up earlier. Doom twenty sixteen has one of the best soundtracks of all time, I'd say, because that that game the music is so essential to the flow of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, unlike any other game out there, in my opinion. I mean, to me, the reason that game feels so aggressive and like fast is because of mick gordon's music so it's a shame what happened with him and everything that went down with eternal but still his soundtrack in 2016 is phenomenal so
0: anything also, you... man oh, go ahead uh, really like just nintendo just kind of like living on their own island too like i love how like mario brought back like big swing jazz right yeah. like not just like new not just like new dog city but like I don't know, like, all their games, like, I don't think anyone does, like, a happy score quite like Nintendo, especially, like, like, I've replayed Super Mario Galaxy not that long ago, it's just like, Jesus Christ, like, this game just feels like a Valium pill, you like, you, you uh, you know, (laughs) take with your thumbs, like, it's, it's pretty amazing how well they're supposed to, like, how well they do translate how you're supposed to be feeling as you're doing something, and then, like, the menacing shift they do to, like, when you're fighting, like, a Koopa Kid or, like, a, like, Bowser, like, it's just... It seems so basic, but if it's so basic, then like, how come no one else can do it as well? You know, like, it, I just think Nintendo figures out a way to do simple in such a exceedingly effective way that it it, it makes it so obvious that it's anything but simple. Yeah.
1: Well, um, anything you guys want to add on before we wrap it up here? Anything you guys have been playing? You guys want to talk about or watching or reading? Anything of that? Narrative? I finished.
2: I finished Lady of the Jedi*. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Well, what'd you think? I thought it was great. I really, I really did. Um, I immediately jumped into the second book. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, I did, and I actually liked it so much that I bought the, uh, the hardcover version for my collection. Awesome. So,
1: cool. Yeah. How many, um, how many books are in that series now?
2: Three. Okay. The fourth one coming out. But they did a really annoying thing with uh, *The higher public, which I don't like. Which is they started phase one and made um everything around this like uh disaster that's in this book, mm-hmm. and then in phase two they made it was all prequel stuff to that. oh that's weird, and then phase three takes place after phase one, and i'm I'm not really a fan of of that so where where I go after the books is like very confusing to me because I think it all ties together, so I'm
1: not really sure how how to read this.
2: <laughs> I decided just to read the three books and then figure it out later.
1: Yeah. I need to go back to a lot of the Jedi. I did get it like right when it came out and I think I read about the one first 100 pages or so, but I was sidetracked with whatever else was happening at the time. I think there were some games coming out or something and I just never got around to finishing it, but I will say, and I think I told you this over text that the whole disaster plot that it starts mm-hmm. with is very, very creative. Very innovative yes. for the Star Wars universe. I, I, I really enjoyed that portion of the plot. Yeah,
2: I agree. And like I was, t- I think I told you guys over text, like um, I really went into this very skeptical about like the Jedi not having a serious um, antagonist. And that's what I thought this all was, was just like, like these Jedi, like dealing with small scale, like little space antics. And that's why I didn't jump into the higher public originally. But the Nihil are like a really interesting thing. With a with a cool ability that feels very refreshing from the classic like Dark Side Sith, and um, I can see why you guys both like dropped the book halfway through because I think it, it does get a little boring halfway through, and there's just too many characters they try to include at one time. Too many. Like there's there's way too much going on. I constantly have to Google a character to be like, oh yeah, that's this person, um, and that was only within you know, one book. So they, they, they tried to do too much. I think they could have tightened the story up to like, you know, three or four characters. Cause they, they jump around to like seemingly completely unconnected, uh, different stories with, with different groups of people. And I wasn't, I wasn't a big fan of that, but what I will say is I think the, the second book is a lot more well-written than, than the first one. Although I did
1: enjoy this book, you know, like I said, quit a lot. So,
2: yeah, that's that's what I'm doing with my time now. I'm just jumping into the High Republic stuff.
1: Nice. Yeah, I've <laughs> got to I've got to finish up Thrawn. I'm still I I put like the brakes on that once uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out, but I'm probably about three quarters of the way through that first Thrawn book, uh, the first canon one, I should say. Came out mm-hmm. in, like 2014, I think it was. And there's some really good stuff in that book. I mean, it's all about like his upbringing, basically, and like how he became a Grand Admiral. So there's a lot of really interesting content in there and i didn't realize initially and maybe this is a slight spoiler just not a huge deal but the book is kind of split between thrawn and um Arenda price who i didn't realize was in rebels i guess at some point so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to have her backstory before watching rebels so i'll see how that goes very cool george anything you want to pick up on before we wrap it up here
0: I have too much time to game. Uh, Aaliyah is out of town this weekend, so I think this weekend I'm going to make a concentrated effort to finish uh, Jedi Survivor. Nice. Not not going to platinum it because honestly that game seems like a pain in the ass to platinum, not unlike the first game. And uh, I can't wait to delete that because I got uh, Diablo Four, so I just Ah. all I all I really want to play is Diablo Four, but I don't want to. Stop two thirds of the way through Jedi survivor just to start a new game. And I do not have the hard drive space to do that either. So makes sense. Did that. Um, if you guys have the, the time or the inclination, I have never given a shit about the punisher as a character ever. I just don't think he's particularly interesting. There is a book out right now by written by Jason Aaron, uh, with art by Paul as, Asateka, I think is his name. He does like the flashbacks and then, uh, Jesus says does like the modern day this Punisher book is fucking incredible. It's like one of the best things Marvel's done in the last five years, probably, and it's about him basically becoming the high slayer of the hand and becoming the embodiment of the the, the devil and it's yeah, about him awesome. like unlocking unlocking God mode and Whoa. just becoming the ultim- the ultimate killer, the avatar of murder. It's fucking nice. incredible. It is so intense and so just crazy and it's so funny because like this book was coming out uh by the author jason aaron who had gotten really maligned for like his recent avengers run and i finally caught up on that too and like that book i thought was like really fun and like pretty good like i don't really understand why everyone was shitting on it and uh, it ended in a way that felt like an old like kurt Busiek, uh, carlos pacheco miniseries from years ago like it felt like avengers forever very much and, uh, like, it, it just ended on, like, what I thought was a really good note. And people were, like, just dunking on it, saying, like, I can't wait for this fucking run to end. I'm like, this is pretty good. Like, Avengers Comics weren't that awesome the couple years before this. Like, what are you what are you trying to get away from? Um, and so the fact that, like, he was putting out this at the same time, I'm like, yeah, this dude's a good writer. Like, you guys are just impatient as hell. This is when everyone was complaining about, like, the Punisher logo changing. You know, from, like, the typical skull shit. And, like, you know, they added, like, horns to it. And everyone's like, this is so fucking lame. And, like, reading this book, I'm like, no, that's not lame. It's actually the most hardcore book Marvel has, like, put out in 15 years. Since they got rid of, like, the Max line. So, like, I I cannot recommend that Punisher book enough. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I haven't really been playing anything. Haven't had a whole lot of time the past week or so. A little bit more Tears of the Kingdom, but honestly not a whole lot. But I did want to just mention briefly, I, I mentioned this earlier in the show, but... I did go see Across the Spider-Verse and IMAX over the weekend. Oh, uh, yeah? Loved it. Thought it was really, really good. So nice. I am really looking forward to three and seeing where they go with the with story. And I, honestly, it's pretty impressive, too, because I didn't realize this, this second movie is like an entirely different team from the first movie. So I thought they did a really good job kind of continuing the story and, and, you know, making just an excellent Spider-Man Movie. So
0: I saw it too. If you guys want to do a spoiler cast at some point,
1: yeah,
0: let's do it. Seth, did you see it?
1: No, I'm not going to go see it. Oh man. Okay. It's so good. So good. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't care. You, you can make all the bad decisions you want in Pennsylvania. That's, that's fine. Well, Coach Jersey? has seen it. Coach
1: has seen it. So we can do a three person spoiler okay. cast at some point. I honestly think I want to see it again at some point. I don't know when that'll happen,
0: but I, I do want to see it a second time. So. Was, like losing their mind saying it's like the best movie ever made. Like, I'm not saying it's like, no, that I, good. Like, yeah. Like, I, I think I that's agree. frankly, frankly preposterous, but like, it, 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 it's, it's fine. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I still think it's a amazing superhero movie, but I don't think it's like one of the best movies of all time or anything. I didn't think <laughs> it's as good as the first one, to be honest, but yeah, no, I, I hear you. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap it up there. Thank you all for listening, watching. Of course, just a quick reminder. For those that are joining us for the first time, we did start live streaming the show on YouTube as of about a month ago. So if you are at all interested in watching our live streams as we record them, you can head on over to our YouTube channel. It's just Frameskip on YouTube, or you can go to bit.ly slash Frameskip Live. So that's bit.ly slash Frameskip Live, and go subscribe to our YouTube channel Hit the uh, notification uh, icon there to make sure you get notified when we go live every week. And you can catch us as we record. And of course, if you don't catch us as we record, you can catch the show a couple days later on your podcast service of choice. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. So you can find the podcast on social media at Pod on pretty much everything. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I am on Twitter at Austin J. Eller, Seth, Seth, the 90s kid, but don't follow him. And George is at PurpleBird616. Not
0: anymore, baby. Not anymore. No, I'm just at Shortbox Summary now.
1: Okay, he is at Shortbox Summary.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> we yeah, we're doing, doing House of M. I'm doing like a solo That's... pod on that this week and then doing a big blowout for all the all the people I want to talk to. So if you guys want to talk about House of M, please let me know because
1: I need to reread. That was one of the Killer. first comics you recommended I read when we started doing the show a couple of Oh yeah, ago. you were asking cuz it was around uh, WandaVision time, right? That's right.
0: That's right. Yeah. Loved loved House of M.
2: I have read three series now on George's recommendation that he told me we were going to later do a podcast about and uh we haven't done any of them. <laughs> so I have read all of House of M.
0: Oh, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I don't know, George. What am I doing this weekend? <laughs> let's, let's, let's chill. Let's talk about it. It's gonna be great. Um, also, sorry. Well, people are here. Are we doing like a, a live stream for Summer Games Fest, or are we doing like a you know I, a summer a summary next week?
1: Yeah, I think that's it's gonna have to be a summary for me at least, unless you're able to, George, because I've got a I'm I'm still gonna be at work tomorrow when it's airing, and then same thing goes for. Uh, the xbox showcase in, on sunday in, in theory i can
0: host that in theory i can host i just don't think anyone wants me to like wants to just watch me go like oh shit that's kind of cool oh i don't like that at all like i just don't think that's like a very interesting yeah. thing so if, if if we could have two people three and have a conversation that would be great but i don't want to do like a solo so we'll, we'll save it for next week
2: okay on another note i do feel like xbox's conference is going to be a blowout i think it's gonna be pretty big
1: okay so here's what in the in the last segment here then in the last like minute 60 seconds what do you think quality wise summer games fest and xbox showcase
0: this week are going to be like summer games fest is going to be a c plus i think xbox is is going to be a b to b plus agree totally agree
2: i think uh summer games fest is going to be like a d like it always is and (laughs) xbox is going to be like an a I hope so. Or an A plus. I think I think Xbox is going to do really well this year. I
0: feel it. I feel it in my do, balls. Okay, re- really important. Do we get a vowed? Yes or no? Do we see yes. anything I more hope about to it? God. Yes. I hope the god have we do. do.
1: Is that to game coming? It. Is that game
0: coming out this year? Yes or no? No, no, next year. Next. Okay, year. okay. F- Fable. Are we seeing anything on Fable? Yes, yes or no? Yes. Okay, is it coming out this year?
2: No, we got okay. teaser at best.
0: Okay, anything about Halo like the next season or like how they're going to fix whatever the game Infinite? No. Are no, they no. going to mention Halo at all? No. No. Okay. Um uh Starfield. Do we have a confirmed release date for that game yet? Yes. We do. Um are they going to delay that game again? Mm, no. I don't think so. Okay. Um what else do they have
1: they're, in the tank? They're going to show Forza, the new simulation Forza. I know that. Wow, thank yeah. thank God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> They've already said that. I know that's coming. Um I wonder if, what we'll see from Bethesda, like aside from Starfield. I wonder if we're going to see anything.
2: Yeah, I think I think we games. see a lot of Starfield. I think we get a confirmed release date for Starfield, and um, I think we. It's possible we see something Elder Scrolls like like a little fucking
0: no, fuck (laughs) them. No, man, no, because they did that what feels like 18 years ago and they just showed like a little tiny like overhead, like a fucking like drone footage, basically. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, cool. Like you haven't done shit. And like, worst of all, you spent time and resources doing this. And like, I assume they outsourced that to some like animation company that wasn't like anyone internal who could have been doing game development. But they spent that fucking money on something and it sure as shit wasn't a game. You know, so it's like Skyrim came out 11 11 11. It's been 22 billion years since that game came out. I just did the math. It's fine. Like, where's the fucking game? It's, you know, I,
2: I really do think that they showed that off because they were horrified from the Fallout of, or Fallout
1: 76. Like, like they were getting lambasted. So I think that's why they did it. I think this is going to be my, my prediction. I think we're going to see Wolfenstein 3. Because they've already said that
0: it, it is a trilogy. Oh.
1: They had already confirmed that. Indiana, Indiana Jones.
0: Yes or no? Are we going to say yes, anything about yes. that?
1: Yeah. Is
0: that game I coming think... out this year?
1: No. Oh, you Movie's know... coming out
0: this year. That would have been really fucking smart to like time Ooh, it up yeah. with the movie. Ooh, that oh that would have been God. smart. But at
1: the same time, that movie is getting not so good reviews. So who gives game a shit about
0: reviews at fucking con? Like, I don't care what That's the true. stupid French media elites think about fucking Indiana yeah. Jones. That's true. I, can't even um, I also Monster
1: think, Hunter.
2: I think we see the Ubisoft Star Wars game. You think we see that at Xbox? Well, oh, okay. uh, yeah. I think I think it's probable at Xbox, but at Summer Games Fest because there's been a lot of leaks coming out about it that it might even come out in like the spring. So,
1: okay. Well, that was way longer than sixty seconds, but there's our predictions rundown for these next two shows. We'll talk about them all next week. Looking forward to having a big blowout show on those two showcases. So. We'll see you guys. Uh, I guess it'll be next Tuesday, so that would be... Let me confirm the date. If I can find it, because I upgraded to Windows 10 and I do, or Windows 11, and I don't know how to use Windows 11. Um, that would be June 13th at 8pm, so go catch us on YouTube at that time. We will be live there and chat with us, and we'll be talking about those showcases, so we'll see how they go. Until next time.
2: Adios.
1: Latest on the men, Jay.